It's the Geeky Waffle Podcast. Just like how TV shows have a very special episode, comics too have a very special issue. Today we're talking about the odd storylines that comics have created to teach their readers a lesson in quotes, I would like to say. I'm Candace. <laughs> and with me are my co-hosts, Bree. Hi. Vanessa. Hey. And Arzu. Hi. Yeah, and I say this in quotes because, like, I I, I don't think some of these lessons are good. No. No. <laughs> no, no. That so, that was yeah, that we, was why I I sent sent a message to you guys the other day where the the uh you know the TV episode ones seem to be at least like a little funny in in how like kind of naive they were and these ones are just plain offensive. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them were. Yes, absolutely. The one I did. Oh man. Uh, Arzy, you want to go first? Okay. so the issue i covered is a batman and superman jr from 1975 part of the world's finest comic series called world without men um (laughs) so these two go on which what no sorry to say which in and of itself is doesn't something yeah it sounds like it could be maybe something positive towards feminists (laughs) you okay so this is height of the women's lib movement and these two go on a little road trip, and the person who is, I guess, driving their ferry warns them about this ghost town. So being a couple bros on vacation, they're like, cool, ghost town, let's go check it out. So they go, and it's not ghosts, it's women living in a town without any men. And they are very thrown by things like lady police officer, lady blacksmith, lady mayor, and they're just... They don't know what to do with themselves. They're very upset that these ladies aren't taking any of their sexist comments, like letting them call them doll or <laughs> like they don't, the ladies aren't having it. There's, there's one exchange he has with the mayor where I guess they have, they have some, they have to pay like a fine. And then they're like, well, we don't have like the money to pay a fine. It's like, if you don't pay the fine, you're going to go to jail. And then I don't know which one it is because in the comic, they both look the same, but one of them tries to grab at her and she's like, don't touch me. Like you're, you're no, not permitted to touch me. And he just can't wrap his head around this. <laughs> and they're like, basically men have no rights here and women live here so we can have our rights without men dominating us. And they're like, but what about sex? Basically, which, you know, is just the whole thing because clearly everything's about sex except, except sex, which is about power. So, right. <laughs> so that's their whole deal. And where this all goes south is when they realize that this town is run by a mysterious person called Sister Sybil, Uh-oh. who is just like the <laughs> omnipresent leader of the town. And things go south when a woman is shingling a roof and slips and falls. And the guys want to save her. And they're like, no, let the people whose job it is to save her actually save her. So they go and they fail, obviously, because rescuing women is not the province of women. And... um <laughs> And when they take this woman to her funeral before this giant eye on a pillar that is Sister Sybil, she's like, well, it's better that she die than ever be touched by a man. And they're all kind of agreeing that it's better that, not it's better that she died, but that, you know, she knew the risks of doing a man's work. And therefore, (laughs) she had it coming. So, So then the guys decide to investigate Sister Sybil who looks like a giant eye, but is in fact a 
a giant one-eyed green alien. So one-eyed monster jokes are definitely to be made. And um, Sister Sybil tells the guys that she has infected the women with a man-hating sickness. So they defeat Sister Sybil and decide to cure the women of their sickness at the end of the comic by kissing them. Now, whether or not the ladies consented to this is another matter entirely. So this, I guess, is them sticking it to the women's lib movement. (laughs) And it was horrifying. Oh, (sighs) thank you for that. um, I'm so sorry you had to read that. (laughs) Me too. I I got summaries and screenshots. I couldn't find the full comic, but I don't think I need to read the full comic. (laughs) No, no. I feel like the puns also would be like, holy one eye, Batman. Oh, at one point they right. like switch costumes because something the the dogs that the women have to hunt them down can smell Superman, but not bad. You can only smell one of them, so they switch outfits, which didn't really make sense to me. And then they insist on switching back because Superman feels sexually objectified by a real bat while he's in Batman's costume. By a real bat? <laughs> like a bat that's in the sky. He's like, that bat's looking at me funny. I'm like, well, all those women thought you were looking at them funny. But I guess that was less of an issue, Superman. Oh I hate Superman. Like, in general, I just don't like Superman. And this makes me hate him more. Oh, It's worth oh. noting that this is neither Superman nor Batman. These are their adult sons whose oh. mothers we, I guess, don't know. I don't know where they came from. Wait, so these are their bastard children? I <laughs> guess it's like Superman and Batman Jr. Yeah, because they didn't, they didn't want to associate Batman or Superman to this comic. <laughs> they're like no no it's their it's their sons that's right their sons their wow. sons are are idiots not them <laughs> apparently you would think they would have taught them better then oh absolutely i mean speaking of vanessa's <laughs> which yeah <laughs> yeah my, kind of... mine is also about the mine is actual superman so i i really i honestly couldn't find a lot about this this issue i i could really only find a summary of it which which is interesting uh because but well but, but i'll tell you why in a minute so there's an there's an issue out there that is basically superman versus illegal immigration oh, um which is interesting because we all know Superman's backstory, and he basically is an immigrant, illegal immigrant. So I mean, he's undocumented. He's he goes under a fake identity, and <laughs> he and so the the story is that there's a he finds aliens that are on on Earth that they're actually like outer space aliens. And they escaped from their planet because there were some some other evil aliens that took over the planet. And basically, they were looking for asylum. And so they came to Earth. And Superman has a lot of issues with this because for some reason, them just being there is taking things from, from hardworking Americans. Aww. Does this sound familiar? Uh, so... <laughs> So basically he has a lot of a lot of issues with with them and then he finally ends up making peace with it but only after these aliens save save like this this one dude uh by using some of their technology and then they also end up buying I guess a plant and they hire a whole bunch of actual american workers for for their plant and so he's like okay you're cool 
Wait, so Superman <laughs> hates the other aliens for doing exactly what he kind of did? Cor- correct. I, I I really don't understand how they ever thought that this was going to fly. Um, <laughs> was that because, a pun? Y- yes, pun. <laughs> um, <laughs> because this is exactly who he is. And that's that's the funny thing was because I was trying to find more about this particular issue. But if you look at anything when it comes to, to Superman and immigration now, um, everything that comes up, is uh is stuff about about newer I- issues of Superman about him actually um supporting immigration and the you know the 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 positive effect that immigrants have had on society and in fact there's a lot of there's a lot of people who are uh who are actually pissed about it because you know there are a lot of terrible people but um yeah now he's become this kind of, this this uh this actual um symbol of of immigration because yes he is an immigrant and he is an undocumented undocumented immigrant so the fact the fact that they even had this one-off episode or issue about him being against people coming into the country is uh is is very very weird remind me Uh, when it came out when this one came out, I honestly, I honestly don't know because again, the, the everything that I can find and and the new stuff that I can find is is from like 2017 and uh, and and re- and more recent. So I, I assume that it was way before that, but but I I actually don't know. Probably done something like in the 1960s. Yeah, I'm trying to like line it up to which historical, like which immigrants were they so afraid of that they published oh, this comic? I, I mean, there's no way to pinpoint that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've been no not that not uh, that the ones in this comic were anybody in particular just like what was going on in the world at the time. no i know i know well, well but but i'm just saying that we've been afraid of Im- immigration for so long that it could be anything um, even though we <laughs> immigrated to america huh imagine that yeah and it's i mean especially since it's it's something where it's seeking asylum which that that really got to me i was just like i cannot be- i cannot believe this but there it is. <laughs> that's why that's why all of these all of these ones that we're talking about, I was like, I cannot believe that how how offensive some of these these things got. Oh, that kind of reminds me, it's not the one I did, but uh Captain America against drugs, even though he is literally a superhero that's made from like steroids. It's just like <laughs> Yeah. I <laughs> I, I just I just don't it, it's really interesting because you you think you think that uh, especially since you know all of these super superheroes these these comics go they they do such a deep dive into the psyche of of people and how this would have like how a lot of like darkness affects people and so it's really it, it astounds me that they can they can have all of these like really rich storylines that delve into actual character of people and yet be so be some something like this just goes completely over their heads. <laughs> um, I can go next. Um, yes, let's let's hear this again. Mine is about drugs. Mine's it's also snowboard. about drugs. Yeah, snowbirds don't fly. It's a two part anti drug comic book story arc that appeared in Green Lantern slash Green Arrow in 1971. So Arrow and Lantern are, like, fighting druggies, and Green Arrow finds out that his ward, because he has wards just like, you know, Batman has Robin, and Roy Speedy Harper, 
they, he finds him like shooting up. Oh, God. Oh. And Roy says, oh my God, I'm sorry. Roy says that without a father figure, he took comfort in drugs. Oh, oh God. These are so painful. Yeah. So Oliver, aka Green Arrow, responds to this by kicking Roy out of the house on yes. the street. No. This, ah. Oh. So, and then Oliver goes on a rampage and like finds all the drug dealers and like gets revenge. But he kicks his like adopted son out of the house. Does he let him back in at the end? No. Oh, oh my gosh. So what? Worse. So what? Wait, so do- Hal Jordan, aka Green Lantern, helps him. He finds him on the street. <laughs> and then Black Canary also helps Roy get checked into rehab. But his father figure, who is a freaking hero, Green Arrow, Oliver, who's also, like, a really rich dude, didn't do anything to help him except kick him out of the house. So not even, like, check him into, like, a fancy rehab place. Yeah, it's not Uh, like he can't, like, afford to be, like, I'm going to send you to, like, the best doctors and they're going to help you and find out, like, what your issues are. They did try to, like rework it and redo it in green arrow rebirth series but it's just this 1971 so like green arrow says look sure i'm ticked off at the pushers because they prey on weakness but that doesn't mean my heart bleeds for junkies life is tough for everyone if you want to claim humanity you don't crawl into a drug stupor i know and I, you know, it's it, it's just so weird because like because obviously drugs were a bit, you know, they've been a big issue, and and a lot of a lot of these these special issues have been centered around drugs. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't do that because I think that you know setting an example that that drugs are bad is 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 good. But at the same time, what what were they going for in this? I don't know because you would think like. Green Arrow would also be helpful, right? It's not because you know it's not like you want the message to be "Don't do drugs because your parents will kick you out." You know what I mean? <laughs> like, Maybe that was the thing for kids. If you do drugs, your parents will kick you out, and yeah, you but- may not. You may like. Would you want to live on the street? No. So don't do like maybe like a tough love kind of thing. Not that I think it works, but you know maybe that. No, was I mean, it. I, that might yeah that might have been the the but it just doesn't make any sense. Like why can't it be something something like. You might. I don't. I don't know. I maybe I. I can't get myself out of this hole. But I just <laughs> feel like they could have done something different. It would have been so much better if instead of Oliver kicking him out, being like, "Okay, you like get Roy," being like, "Oh, I need help," right? And yeah. then they work through it together because you're not going to stop someone from being a drug druggie, as they call it, <laughs> by just kicking them out and putting them back on the street. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it, like I, your love is like conditional pretty much and being like like you adopted him he's your kid but if he screws up once he's out even though you've been ignoring him like that's such a bad message yeah wow so what's your your drug one about Bree? all right so actually i have a lot of interesting uh facts but let's get into this so stan lee uh took over uh yeah, Marvel, like, in 1971. Uh, I think he was the editor-in-chief then. And he got a letter from the Department of Health and Education and Welfare. So, basically, they're like, hey, 
you have a lot of influence on young people, like with Spider-Man and Marvel Comics. And they thought it'd be beneficial if they created a story warning kids about the dangerous effects of drug addiction. So in The Amazing Spider-Man issues 96 through 98, it's a three-part story. And it opens up with Spider-Man saving a man who's high on drugs, dancing on a rooftop. And Spider-Man says, I would rather face a hundred supervillains than throw my life away on hard drugs because it is a battle you cannot win. Oh, oh dear. That's Mm -hmm. not, that's not good. No, but it, it gets a little better because so the main plot involves Harry Osborn Sr. And he's regained his memory and is turned back into the Green Goblin. And then in the subplot, which is the drug subplot, uh, Peter Parker is shocked to find Harry, his roommate, who's, you know, as we know, the son of the Green Goblin. He's popping pills partly because um, Mary Jane Watson dumped him. And basically how the three-parter concludes is that the fight between the Green Goblin and Spider-Man uh, during that, you know, Peter defeats him by showing him his sick son, which ultimately turns the Green Goblin back into Harry Osborn Sr. So there's that. <laughs> um, but this was interesting, uh, I thought, because Stan had to kind of battle the Comics Code Authority. I don't know. Did you guys come across Comic Code's authority during your guys's? research on your guys's uh comic books i didn't but i I did see that for a different spider-man one that i was looking at which was which is about teen pregnancy oh my god yeah vanessa i actually have that open right now can we please talk about it oh Oh, yeah we definitely can (laughs) yes i I also want to get into the comics code authority though as well yeah sure i don't know when you want me to do that go Go ahead go ahead cool so it was actually developed in 1954 and basically it was like hey we'll take a look at your comic books to make sure they're they're safe to read it was censorship but like knowing knowing it started in 1954 and dc left them in 2011 i don't know how most of these comics were even approved um but like stan had to fight them to get even this spider-man like not censored shipped it was, was crazy this like the haze code kind of thing but for comics kind sort of? of yeah i mean it's basically they like would ban graphic descriptions of violence scoring crime i mean like they actually banned like horror icons so like vampires werewolves ghouls zombies like which were staples they were like banned and so they wouldn't get the seal of approval from the comics code authority and like marvel left them way before dc did yeah like marvel well it's crazy so marvel comics abandoned the code in 2001 And then in 2010, only three major publishers were still abiding by it. So DC Comics, Archie Comics, and Bongo Comics. Bongo broke with them in 2010. Yeah, and then following um, in 2011, DC and Archie followed. Uh, But it's crazy, like, how this, like, kind of self-made Comics Code Authority came into position. But yet we still have... um, 
that feminist comic. Well, it's not, like if so that was things like okay werewolves and vampires, it sounds like they want to keep like the supernatural away from kids and things like you know, well, squashing was, the feminists doesn't well, seem also like the problem, like, right? <laughs> well, not just that, but it was like kidnapping and concealed weapons, seduction, rape, um, masochism. Like, it was just a lot. Like, I mean, and especially because Stan had to fight them for the little drug <laughs> three-parter he had, I feel like, I don't know, it, there's just a lot of censorship going on. So maybe if it was done in a whole wholesome way well yeah it's not it's not assault if all you're doing is kissing the ladies to make them unangry at men oh that's, yeah, that's, how, them. that's how it works right <laughs> that's how you're supposed to do it oh oh yeah even how though they say I they forget? don't want it they how really want it yeah right? no means yes no means yes <laughs> no means yes yeah. no it doesn't we don't endorse this no we don't yeah we really don't that's sarcasm it's sarcasm. Somebody's, like listening and doesn't understand sarcasm all I need is a man to save me. Hmm. Hmm. Well, because if 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 women try to save you, then you know they will fail. You, you die, right? You die. You, you die. Oh. You just fall off a roof. You guys are admitting you, this you, right you, now. You knew the the risk three of you tried to do man's work. Yeah, the three of you would let me die. Cool. It's not that we'd let you. It's that we're not men. <laughs> yeah, we're we not can't, capable. We can't. Yeah, we're capable, we're not of, capable saving of saving you. you. Oh, oh, lordy, lordy. It's, it's nice to know one's flaws. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice to know one's <laughs> limits. Apparently, we have a lot of them. We do, we do. Yeah, I love it. It's like Lady Mayor. Nope. Yeah, the, oh, the they try to one of them. I can't remember which one tries to like do the Lady Blacksmith's job for her, and she's rightfully pissed off because it's her job, not his. Yeah, and he's like, "Whoa, doll! Like, what's the?" Basically, he's trying to mansplain her profession to her, <laughs> and can't understand why she's offended. <laughs> So the Spider-Man comic is called Pull of the Prodigy, and Prodigy is the villain's name, right, Vanessa? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so giggly talking about this, I like we're not adults. Because it's ridiculous. I mean, it's it's just, I don't know, I don't understand how they even thought that this concept made any sense. Okay, so the whole concept is this villain is telling teens to have sex so they have teen pregnancies so he can steal the babies and create slave child labor. <laughs> I mean, he does know well, he'd did, have to wait a couple of years, that's right? Like, that's for the, 60 chess right there. I mean, didn't you didn't you all didn't you all face face this pressure in high school? People saying, you know, go go out and have sex to have ba- you know and have babies, lots of babies. Didn't you go through that? Yes. Yeah. So so the aliens could like use them? Yeah, I mean, this is this is a common issue of, or it's a common cause of teen pregnancy. It's just people being like, "Yeah, you should go out and get pregnant." Wait, <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. I need. So he would steal the babies. Would he age them up for them to start working right away, or like, would would this villain be changing their diapers until they're like, like, would he be their mom? Uh, unclear. Taking care of them until <laughs> they, until they reach. <laughs> unclear. <laughs> it does not say. It doesn't say why. Like there's huh? a bunch of babies already on Earth, and you can't take those babies. Why do they have to be teenage babies? There's no. There's no. This was obviously not very well thought through. <laughs> oh, you think? Yes. It- <laughs> Only the reason I can think it would be teenage babies is because they're like teenagers and therefore irresponsible. 
Yeah, and they just like like they'll just give the babies off somewhere to an evil villain, right? Because that's what teenagers do. Yeah, she like sure. I just feel like if you're gonna do a PSA about you know. I guess I don't know if it's abstinence or just safe sex or te- teen sex in general, teen pregnancy in general. Why, why this story? Where did the, why? I just don't understand. <laughs> yeah, so like the prodigy is trying to make like a live broadcast because his voice is like very hypnotizing and it'll make you you know make teenagers want to have sex because I know they don't want to. So. <laughs> <laughs> Right, like I, I feel, I feel like it would, it would have made more sense if they had been saying something like, "Oh yeah, it's totally okay to have to have sex," or you know, you know, just anything other than have a baby. It's great. It, that was not the pressure. That's not the pressure you're under. <laughs> okay, and okay, here's a quote from Spider Man. He says, "What jive stuff this turkey hands out? He's really out to get kids." Nothing's wrong with being in love or having babies, but there's got to be responsibility. Imagine a baby in my life right now. It's all I can handle to scrape up enough bread to buy my daily Twinkies. <laughs> oh, I. Okay, well, that was a lot <laughs> to take in. But okay, so Candace, you say you have the page up. Did you? You have like all the suggestions and stuff at the end, right? Oh my god! Please, please, please share those. Okay, so what the facts are, it's like a little page at the end just to let you know. Um, About pregnancy. After a girl starts menstruating, pregnancy is possible no matter what her age. Oh, no. But that, you know what? No, but that's 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 true. That's a good one. That's a good one. That, yeah, people should know that. Yes, but, uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, people should know that one. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, you can, I think technically even before, but yeah, that's a whole thing. Okay, so. Pregnancy is least likely to happen during a menstrual period, but it could happen even then. Figuring out safe days usually requires medical help. Okay. Also, that that that's a one. That one's a little weirder, but also good to know because it's like at least something saying don't you know because people think that if you have sex when you're menstruating, it can't happen, right? Yeah. So that's also good. good to know. Um, pregnancy can occur the first time you have sex, even if it's for only a few minutes. <laughs> Both a warning and a dig. <laughs> okay, yeah. So yeah, you lasted two minutes till it can get pregnant. Oh. Uh anyway. Um, there's a simple test that tells whether you're pregnant or not. If your period is overdue, go to a doctor or clinic. That's yep, that's good. Okay, about thoughts. Dreams, thoughts, and wishes about sex are natural. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, masturbation won't make you insane or harm you in any way. Okay. Again. Okay. Good, good to know. Yeah. You don't want people thinking they're like monsters or going to like have hair on their hands or whatever they used to say. That just also, that that that, that one grosses me out. I'm like, why, why would you, why would yeah. you say this? Yeah. Okay. Oh, about homosexuality. Okay. This one, no. This? Oh, yeah. No. Oh, this no. one's the one that I, I don't was know if I of. am, but okay. No. Okay. Um, the way a person looks or acts is no clue to homosexuality, which is true. Right. Okay. Yeah. But but what's the next thing? Oh no. Having a close friend or being attracted to a person who's the same sex doesn't mean you're a homosexual or ever will be. Yeah. Why? And, and it's like okay, uh, but why is that bad? Yeah. <laughs> and also, if you are attracted to someone of the same sex, then. 
you, but you, you, you are. You, yeah, you're something. a little gay. You're a little gay. I'm yeah, sorry. and it's and it's okay. So I don't understand why this is an issue. It's also, this like is they're halfway to defining bisexuality, but they never actually get there. Yeah, I guess. But but to me, it's it's more so that one is the most prob is the most problematic because mm-hmm. it basically it basically promotes the whole idea of the people who don't want to come out of the closet and then they say, oh, I'm not gay. But they, yeah, it but, says I'm not. I'm attracted to this dude, but yeah, I'm not. I'm gay. not gay. Yeah, no, I mm-hmm. don't. I don't think they meant this as a as like a nice thing. It's like it's okay if you have a crush on your buddy, you can still be super straight. Like, right? Yeah, go marry exactly. that woman and be in a happy marriage for the rest of your life. Also, it has nothing to do with teen pregnancy, so I don't understand why it's on the list at all. Okay. Oh, about <laughs> yeah. venereal disease. Are you guys ready? VD won't go away by itself. A doctor can cure it with a few shots. Nope. It's possible to catch VD more than once. <laughs> VD is contagious and can be caught even if you have sex only once. True. Okay. And about feeling. Doctors can cure some of them with shots. Yeah, but like not all. No, not all of them. But this is also like pre-HIV, right? Yeah. I mean, I know that's not the only one that can't be cured with shots, but. But it's like making it sound like it's like, oh, it's a quick fix, you know? Yeah, no, that's not. That's not great. Yeah, that's what I don't like about it. It's like. Yep, no, you just go to the doctor, get a few shots, you're good to go. Keep plowing those people. Do they say anything oh. about, like, safe sex? Like, contraceptives no. and stuff? No. There's nothing about condoms or anything. I don't I don't know if they, I don't know if they could have, when was, when did this come out again? 1976? Yeah, I don't know if they were at that point where they were trying to teach safe sex, at least publicly like that, because there was probably, there were probably a whole bunch of rules against talking about talking about sex or certain things yeah. about, or contraceptives like in and because it's a PSA you know what I mean okay about feelings having sex doesn't show a boy is masculine or a girl is popular <laughs> um having sex doesn't mean a couple's in love and a boy and girl who are in love don't need to have sex to prove it yeah yeah okay, okay. That's, that's okay good. yeah those are those are good yeah um about careers <laughs> I don't know what this is why this is here uh masculine <laughs> careers in sex work yeah. No, 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 no. That's not that part, Arthur. What does this have to do with it? Okay. I don't know why, but okay. Masculine feminine work roles are changing. Doctors are both men and women. And so are nurses. Good. Dropping out of school at an early age usually leads to a dead end job. That one I'm I'm iffy on. <laughs> I mean, yes, the good it's good to say like stay in school. Yeah. Uh, but it also it also kind of tells you you're a failure you're a complete failure if not right um guys i i have to bring up this episode of this one comic book issue you mean oh i said episode didn't i Yeah. yeah issue of this comic book um alpha flight versus aids oh that one was terrible yes and we need to talk about it because it is terrible um so basically, <laughs> I do have to laugh a little, though, because, <laughs> Candace, you'll understand why. Uh-oh. Alpha Flight is the Canadian equivalent of the Avengers in the Marvel Universe. And <laughs> Candace and I. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. Our little YouTube sketch. Yeah, the first thing, like, kind of like what started this whole geeky waffle thing, it was actually Sidekicks United. Yes. And we were making skits in the backyard about, like, was it Colonel? 
No, um, Major Canada. Major Canada, yeah. And he had a <laughs> psychic beaver. <laughs> <laughs> oh, His I've... main foe was a Zamboni. I'm yeah. so sorry, Arzu. I was about to say, Arzu, how do you feel about all this? <laughs> <laughs> I joked around saying that... Um, we brought Arzu on because we were worried that video was going to leak out and we needed to have like a Canadian on standby and be like, we're not anti-Canadian. <laughs> we have a Canadian ghost. Yeah. That was our whole plan. Sorry, Arzu. No, I, I thought it was funny. I have seen this video. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I had a laugh when I read that. And then the further I started reading about this issue, I stopped laughing. <laughs> So they actually scraped their original story where North Star is their first openly gay superhero. And the scrapped idea was that North Star contracts a mysterious disease that was later going to be revealed as AIDS, which he got from gasp, wanton gay sex. And the story was going to end with his death because, you know... He's gay and exactly, but they scrapped that, and you think, oh, good job, good job for killing that storyline. But no, in 1994, uh, they actually decided to do an issue of North Star that revolved around an AIDS storyline. So it starts with him finding a newborn baby in a trash bin and taking her to a nearby hospital. And the doctors discover that the baby is HIV positive. And the Alpha Flight team adopts her as an honorary member. So, I guess it was a slow day for Alpha Flight and the news media because they made it like, you know, a media circus happened where the baby was the full focus. Like, oh no, this poor baby with HIV, right? So, I guess at this point, Alpha Flight number 106 um, introduces us to Major Maple Leaf. So, you know, we were kind of on point, Candace, with Major Canada. There is a Major Maple Leaf, uh, who is a retired Canadian superhero, uh, who actually fought in World War II alongside Captain America, by the way. Yeah. So... We find out that Major Maple Leaf had a son who was gay and he died of AIDS. And now Major Maple Leaf is angry because all of Canada feels bad about the little baby girl and no one caused a ruckus when his son died of AIDS. So he plans to kill the little girl with his super fist because he's so angry. There's just like a million things wrong with this. It's yes. So it's it's heinous. Yes. So obviously this guy Northstar disagrees with um murdering the baby and <laughs> confronts Major Maple Leaf and he's like, "Hey, I understand because I'm gay." And they hug and everyone forgets that this man was going to kill a baby. Come on, Major Maple Leaf, looking making us all look bad. I was about to say, aren't people in Canada supposed to be nicer than that? <laughs> uh, for all that most nice of us are very nice, we do have 
We do have our fair share of uh, major maple leaves. Oh, no. Mm. <laughs> mm. But yeah, that's a, it's a whole lot of no's in that one. No, 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 no. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I don't even, I don't even know how to react to that, honestly. Yeah. I think that's like a good place to end because there is nothing we could say. <laughs> There's nothing to, to be said. That. Everyone understands how horrible that is. Yeah. I feel like even though like we got some crazy ones, the way they handled certain topics just shows just how, uh, they wanted to make issues more vile than they needed to be. Well, it, it's just a sh- it's it's kind of just a, a picture of the times, you know. I yeah. mean, like that's that's just that's yeah. all any of these are is is how how society is viewing these issues at that time, because you know, like I said, Superman, Superman now is is a, a symbol of of immigration and. yet that comic happened before you know so it just it just it just depends on what's going on at that particular time and those were the issues so we know that society is vile as a whole and now we are backpedaling to try and fix it wow on that downer note (laughs) well you're welcome everyone (laughs) i'll be here all week all year yeah we've all been here for a year (laughs) should i start talking about the lady blacksmith again Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Lady okay. Blacksmith, I, I just is a symbol to us all now. Yeah. Just let Lady me do my job. Is an, an eternal mood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can find us online, except if you're going to mansplain us, which we really don't want. Bree, where can they find us? At geekywaffle.com. Thegeekywaffle.com. Thegeekywaffle.com. Come on down and share your thoughts and feelings. Also on Twitter, geeky underscore waffle will be waiting for you. The geeky waffle on TikTok where Bucky is a star. He really is. Bucky is Candace's dog for all of you people who don't know that. And he's the light of everyone's life. He is. He's a perfect baby angel who is is the only thing keeping me going this past year. Honestly, let's be honest. (laughs) And he's been on our live streams for our... The Sam and Bucky Squared Show, which is about Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is 10 p.m. Eastern time on Fridays. So please join Arzu and me. And maybe Brie and Vanessa, like a surprise cameo. I don't know. We're, who knows? Let's Tune keep, in we'll, to we'll find keep, out. We'll keep the suspense alive. <laughs> yes. Keep you on your toes. Yeah. People aren't even sure if Brie and Vanessa are real people. I'm not sure I'm hey. real anymore. <laughs> After this, I... I do I exist? I don't know. Am I a figment of my own imagination? Let's find out. It's just me doing voices, so I have someone to talk to. <laughs> okay, well, yes. Thank you all for joining us, and stay geeky.